You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to She Said What. If you have not been here before, then oh my God, welcome. Oh my God, it's so nice to have you here. And if you have been here before, then welcome back, bitch. What's up? Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about different myths that I used to believe about sex that I obviously don't believe anymore. But at one point, like I genuinely believe these things. And these are things that I would hope that you don't believe. Um, And if you do, then I'm here to educate you and encourage you and uh, let you know what's up. So I actually made a TikTok recently about this and I talked about five different myths and I am going to be talking about those five today and sharing the stories and all the little extra things that I wanted to say in the TikTok, but I can't because it's like a three minute video. Um, And then I'm also going to be adding on a bonus too at the end, which is super exciting because both of these, I was like, oh man, I wish I would have included this in the TikTok. And they kind of have to do with some of the questions I was getting from you guys in the comments as well. So let's get right into it. Enjoy today's episode. As per usual, I'm going to give you that weekly update. Um, first of all, I just want to say today, I feel so good. Um, little tea on um, this episode and the TikTok that I posted yesterday. So the video I posted yesterday, I posted it last night or like yesterday afternoon-ish. And I posted it and within like 15, 20 minutes, it had like a thousand likes. And I was like, fuck yeah, like, this is gonna go great. People are gonna love this shit. Like, you know, you you get excited when people like your shit because, you know, you work really hard and then if people don't really like it, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's fine because I created it and I'm still proud of it. Um, And at the end of the day, I just want to create things that I'm, you know, proud of and I made because I enjoyed making it and, you know, whatever. But you also want to help people. (laughs) And like, especially if I'm sharing about things where I'm like, this is tips on how to do this thing. If I'm just talking to myself, then I don't know. I'm kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? So I hope that people like my shit. Anyways, whatever. I don't need to explain myself. Um, Anyways, I was excited that it was doing well. And then TikTok flagged it for sexual exploitation, which is not true. Um, It came back eventually and everything's all fine now. But at first I was so pissed off and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? I have to appeal it. You don't know how long it's going to take. And I was like so frustrated. Uh, And it made me so anxious yesterday. And I was just like, why? Because I actually worked on that video for like four hours, which sounds ridiculous. But like, by the time you like recorded a bunch and like edit it and like, you know, obviously plan it, like kind of scripted and like come up with like, you know, what you want to say roughly. It's a whole thing. It's a whole project. And um, yeah, it's just pretty shit when like, you are censored by social media and like, you can't talk about things that fucking need to be talked about. So that was frustrating yesterday. And I was so irritable. And poor Sam, my partner, I he came home and I just like went off on him. And I he was like, I didn't do anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm anxious. And I had to apologize because you always have to apologize. Make sure you apologize, guys. Actually say sorry. If you don't know about the four-step apology, then let's just go through a quick little rundown. You apologize. You say what you're apologizing for. Um, you tell them what you're going to do different next time. And you ask them if there's anything else that you can do to follow up on your apology or like make the situation better. So that's how you actually apologize in relationships. Hot tip. All right. Anyways, I did that. And um, yeah, I felt like shit and I was just pissed off. And last night before bed, I was like doing my five minute journal, which I told you guys that I've been doing. And oh, I was like, it's so hard right now to be positive because you have to write down three things that are like your highlights of the day. And I was like, this is so hard. Um, And I literally was like, okay, I need to stay positive. I need to stay positive. Like I talk my shit all the time. I always talk about like, you know, figuring out how to get through like negative automatic thoughts and all that bullshit. But like, if I don't actually do it, like, then what am I doing? You know? And so I literally wrote at the bottom of the page, I was like, 
I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. The video is going to be back up and it's going to have 100,000 views. And I was like, oh, like I even had Sam come into the room and I said, I had this feeling where I was like, I should say to him what I just wrote down. And then I was like, I'm embarrassed. That's so like, whatever. Um, What if I wake up and it's not back up and it's not this and it's not that. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, I don't want him to think that I'm just dumb and like, um, I guess like manifesting or whatever you want to call it. Like believing that when you speak things out, um, you know, when I talk my shit and say that that works, that now I'm saying that that doesn't work if I say this to Sam and then it doesn't happen, you know? Um, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. And I actually said it to him. And I know that sounds weird because like Sam's my partner and like we've been together for years and years, but still it can be like that barrier where you're like, oh, do I actually trust like that this thing or like is going to happen or like that, you know, whether you want to say it's like the universe like has my back or like, you know, things just work out for me, whatever it is. I have those beliefs that I really want to just like keep instilling and keep reminding myself of. Anyways, woke up this morning at 5 a.m. because I was teaching Pilates today and I woke up and it was back on my page and it literally had 99.7, I think, um, thousand views. And I literally was like, ah! And I was so excited. And I like refreshed the page a few times and then it finally got to like 100. And I was like, oh my God. And I went and showed Sam and it was just really cool because I was like, fuck yeah. Like this is why we do this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't just come on here to tell you guys about like why I do like gratitude or like visualization or whatever just to like get an episode out. You know what I mean? Like I, I tell you to do it because it means a lot to me and because I think it's really, really important. So anyways, that just kind of like was a really cool highlight of the last 24 hours. And I've just been in the best mood like all day taught really great classes this morning and just felt really like confident about them and like people had a fun time and you know it's good vibes good consistent clients that I have all the time so that's nice um and then I did a class and then I went for a little bit of a shop um in Bondi Junction and that was fun that's just like outside of Bondi Beach um and yeah I spent bro okay this is not meant to be a flex because I kind of think this is dumb but I spent like $80 on a water bottle which sounds like a lot of money but it's like a little I don't know how to say it like corkicle or some shit like that I don't know but it's lime green and it's big and it's so cute and I'm obsessed with it and I've been like like literally drinking water all day and I like feel like I've needed to spend money on like a good water bottle that I actually like that actually has a little sippy that I actually want to sip from like you know not to be crazy but I'm very particular about the things that I want in my life and um for a long time I had a what's it called oh analogine I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's like that bottle with like the big round mouth circle thingy. Like you have to just sip out of it like you're sipping out of a cup. It doesn't do it for me. It really does not do it for me. And so I'm very excited that I got a nice new water bottle. Um, And then I just got some other shit that I needed to pick up. Some like new curly curl cream for my hair because my hair's been fucking curly as shit recently because of the humidity because it's hot as balls in Australia right now. Um, And yeah, so I had a really good day, honestly. Such a good day. And tonight I'm hanging out with Faith, my bestie. And so I'm super excited. So that's my little wrap up and my little update for you. Sorry, that went on longer than I meant it to. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Five myths about sex that I once genuinely believed. Um, these are things that I would have picked up from, I would say like mainstream porn, um, like media, like movies, social media, all that, you know, and then just like chatting with my friends and whatnot. And the reason I point out specifically mainstream porn is because there are other options when it comes to porn. And I talk about this in the video that I posted on TikTok and no, this is not sponsored, but I just will shout them out anyways because they're amazing. Um, There's this company called Afterglow and it's actually, if you look it up, it's xoafterglow.com. And they 
do ethical porn and they also do it from a female perspective like female gaze porn so it doesn't mean that it's like literally from the female gaze like as if like it's from the eyes of a woman um but it's like based on what like women would typically like more um you know women also extends further on from you know into many other types of people but that is just saying it's not specifically male gaze the way that most mainstream porn is um and I just love it I love it it's so good it's so real um I personally am not a huge like watcher of porn anyways because I feel like masturbation, orgasm, all of that is really, really powerful. And I personally, in like my personal practice, like to use it more as like actually genuinely like a tool for manifestation, which I can totally make an episode on if you guys want to hear about that. But I just kind of think it's a bit TMI and you probably don't want to hear about it. (laughs) Um, But I use it really more for like self-care and like being like really mindful of what's happening in my brain at that time. And yeah, for like literal manifestation. And so I don't love it because I think it can be a distraction, but at the same time, sometimes it can be good if you just like want something to like get you going, you know, and you're just like wanting to kind of shut like shut off a little bit mentally as well. Like it's like when you want to sit down and like watch a TV show, you know what I mean? That's kind of how media is. So anyways, that's a really good option if you guys are interested, by the way. Um, And also what's really important about it is it's ethical. So it means that the people that are in the videos and whatnot, like they're actually getting paid and they're getting paid fairly um, and there's consent involved and the actors and everybody are like protected and safe and yeah. So it's really cool because personally, I'm at a point where I'm just not able to watch porn that is not ethical. Like anything on like Pornhub or whatever. I don't know how to want to say too much because I feel like I don't want to like, you know, be censored or whatever. But I just want to be... Um, mindful of that because I think it's really really important and um, yeah it's just like having a good conscience and like knowing that you're making choices where they're not selfish to what you want in fulfilling your needs but they're actually like for the greater good and like you're supporting small business and all that kind of shit like to me that's really important and so yeah anyways this is where we pick up a lot of these things is like mainstream porn and then all the movies and all the things that we see growing up so number one the first myth This one's really interesting, actually, that like fast and hard sex equals good sex. I always thought this when I was younger. Um, Obviously, that's not true. Some of the best sex in your life can be very slow, very intimate, very like maybe potentially not even penetrative sex, like penis to vagina sex or um, even like penetration using other things otherwise, depending on what your partner and you are like um, and what kind of parts, you know, you're working with. But um, I used to think this and I do think porn would be like a huge, huge inspo (laughs) on this one. Um, But I also just think that we think like sex is this intense thing and like if you're taught that it's a shameful thing or if it's like a bad thing you think like ah like it's bad it's dirty it's intense like you associate it with like these this like intensity um whereas like sex doesn't it can be that and again fast sex quote-unquote hard sex um intense sex even kinky sex that's not dirty at all that's not bad at all but it's also not necessarily going to mean that it's better the more it is of all of those things um and I think that's really important because as much as I'll share about on the podcast like you know how to have like more interesting sex or like how to change things up it doesn't mean that 
it's better to have, you know, kinky sex. It's not better to try different things all the time. If you and your partner are happy to have like the most vanilla, chill, whatever sex, then do that. Like do what you want to do. You know, there's no shame either a either way, whichever way you go. Um, and the story I wanted to tell about this one, which I thought was really funny, was I remember when I was younger, I would have been like pretty young, like probably like, 11 or 12 or something potentially honestly even younger because I literally knew nothing about sex like I knew very 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 little about sex um so yeah I would say maybe even younger and I went to Great Wolf Lodge which is in Niagara Falls which is I'm from Niagara um so if any of you've been to Great Wolf Lodge let me know (laughs) this is probably not relatable but um Great Wolf Lodge and it's like this like hotel Um, (laughs) if you know what Great Wolf Lodge is, you probably are laughing because this is hard to explain. Um, it's based off of like a cabin. It's kind of like the decor, if you will, is like a cabin. And like every night they have this like show in like the lobby and it's like a bunch of animals and like it kind of teaches you about like animals and shit. I don't know. It sounds so Canadian, which is also just so funny to me. Um, and they have a huge water park. This is another part of it. It's, it's the fucking shit. It's so sick. Like it's actually, take me there. Take me there now. I want to go there. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. They also have this really cool water slide that has like, like these, it's kind of like a roller coaster vibe. Like it like takes you up on these like little belts. Oh my God, that shit slaps so hard. Also, my mom paid my cousin when we were younger. She paid him like 50 bucks to go on this water slide because he was really scared. And my mom convinced him. My mom's always done that also. She literally paid Sam 50 bucks like two years ago to eat a snail, like to eat escargot because he was too scared. So shout out to my mom for being a fucking roller what's the word bank roller i don't know she's she's just cool she's cool she just lives her best life and she's she's a fun time she's also an accountant to be clear so she's also careful with her money and um she's not actually like crazy rich or anything she's just a good time um anyways why am i going on this tangent we're going back okay i'm at great lodge sat down with these two guys and i'm with like two of my friends i'm trying to remember who i was with there's a girl named rachel and then another girl and we were all like besties at the time and we'd been friends since like kindergarten and we're sat with these two guys that we met and they were a bit older like i want to say that they were like not in high school like it wasn't like an inappropriate age like that much older than us but they were probably like 15 or something like you know like a few years um so they would know you know more about sex like think of like a teenage boy like 15 16 years old right um and we were all sat around in this like lobby talking and um we the parents weren't around and I remember we got into like these bad topics and we all knew that we were like talking about bad stuff and he was telling us that his parents owned a sex shop and we were like no way because we had no idea what actually was like in them you know and um he's talking to us about it and so we started asking all these questions about sex and it's really funny because you know what they were a bit older they weren't over 18 obviously they were younger than that um but it was funny because we didn't like no stuff and so we wanted to ask him all these questions him and his friends we started asking him anyways we asked him what is better when it comes to sex slow or fast Like, we just thought in our little teeny little brains that, like, sex was either slow or fast. There was, like, two options. And, like, you had to choose. Like, you know, you meet up with someone. You, like, shake hands. And you, like, go, like, three, two, one. And on one, you both say either fast or slow. And, like, if it matches, you have sex. Like, genuinely, like, deadass. Like, this is the kind of shit that I used to think, okay? My brain was... I was dumb, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that. I was dumb. Um, Point being that 
Uh, he was like, uh, like neither. I don't know. Like, you know, they're both good, I guess. It's kind of like a mix of both. Like, you don't ever really have like one or the other. I don't, you know, I don't think. Um, and that was the first time that I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, you can have both. Okay. Um, but I still didn't understand. And I still thought that the harder, you know, the faster, the better. Turns out that that's not true. Um, and yeah, slow it down. Slow your shit down because... It's nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> number two. Myth number two is that it's awkward to ask for consent. Um, this one is really interesting because I used to think this. And I thought this for a long time, to be honest, like oh, quite a while, where I would say, you know, oh, you know, I think consent's important. But I was one of those people where I'd be like, but, you know, sometimes it's like assumed. Like if you just, if you have sex with that person all the time and like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like it's just, it's fine. It turns out it's not. Okay, let's just clarify. That consent is like always necessary. Um, and I would say that, you know, the way you ask for consent obviously is like up to you and your partner is like obviously up to the discretion of you. Um, for example, the way that I would want someone to ask for my consent now who is like not Sam, it would be very different to how Sam would ask me. So, you know, if Sam looks at me and is like, what are you thinking about tonight? You know, and like gives me a wink. I know what that means. You know, like it's not like he needs to be like, can I have sex with you? Would you like to kiss? Like, it's very different, okay? But someone who I don't know very well, I would want them, you know, to ask me, is this okay? Is this all right? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you like this? Do you like that? You know, and like really ask for consent in a way that shows that they're asking for consent. And I think this is so important and so sexy. Like when someone shows you that they're educated, when someone shows you that they care about your pleasure, when someone shows you that they're interested in your wants and your needs, it's the bare fucking minimum, let's be clear. But it is attractive. It's very sexy. It's very like alluring. And I think it is so valuable. And I think when people say things like, oh, asking for consent is awkward. It's like a cop out. Like, I really think at this point, if you're not at a place where you're able to be like, oh, yeah, consent is necessary, then like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be having sex. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. We're at the point now where we expect, especially men, <laughs> not especially men, but I would say, you know, we know statistically that it's typically going to be men that are sexually harassing or hurting or abusing women. Um, we are definitely expecting them to be educated on this. And if they're not, be clear that you've noticed that they haven't asked for your consent. And make sure that you are being aware of this because it really does show you where they're at. Um, I just think it's so, so necessary. And I think it's fucking hot. And I don't see why people don't do this on a regular basis, you know, because it's stupid if you don't. All right. Now, some of you in the TikTok comments were asking how to ask for consent in a sexy way. And this is a really, really great question. And props to you for asking these things and wondering these things and like actually being like, okay, cool. How can I apply this? Um, I would say, first of all, is there's a lot of ways to do this. So don't feel like it's just one way, you know? Um, yes, of course, when you sit there and you say to someone, can I have sex with you? <laughs> That's not the sexiest way of doing it. Um, but telling somebody, um, you know, I would love to have sex with you. Like, what do you think about that? That is a thing. You know, that's a part of it. I love that. Someone saying to you like, oh my God, I would, I want to kiss you so bad right now. You know what I mean? And then 
the way that you respond to that is a clear indicator of what you're thinking. If that means you lean in and kiss them, then you kiss them. If that means that, you know, they say, I would love to kiss you right now. And you say, all right, that's fine. Or like, yeah, we could do that. Or like, you know what I mean? You say something cute and chill. Like, that's fucking cute. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I love it. And I feel like that's so good. And especially as you're continuing that experience with somebody. So like, if then something comes up and this is, actually something that happened uh, a while back um, where somebody had said to me, do you like to be choked? And I, like, honestly, out of context, I would think that that's a little bit like, oh, like, do you like... In the moment, y'all, in the moment, oh my God, okay? This is, these are the kind of things. These are the kinds of things, okay? That if they do it, I'm telling you, it is going to be the best for you in the world. It's going to it's going to be the best. And if you do it, it's also going to turn them on so much. So like lean into that. Do that cuz that shit fucking slaps. All right. <laughs> We're moving on. I don't mean to um <laughs> overstep or get a bit too TMI, but there you go. Uh number 3. Your stomach should be flat, your skin should be clear, and you must be shaven or no one will want to have sex with you. Obviously, this is a lie. This is a myth. And the reason I say this one, and I think it's really important, is because when I was younger, I dead ass used to think this. Like, before I would go and, like, have an experience with somebody, I would literally have the craziest hot girl shower, hello, hot girl shower in the world, like an hour, and, like, shave every little part of me. And, like, literally, this, I don't know if this is because like OCD or what, but I would literally take a mirror and like look at my hoo-ha in my mirror and I would like look for every teeny little individual hair and I was like, I swear to God, if there's even a single hair, I would like take my razor and I would like get past it. Like I was like a psycho, like a psycho. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. Why? Why? Like you don't need to coffee scrub your whole body for them to want to like lick you. Like they should want to lick you anyways. Do you know what I mean? And if you are with somebody who does care about those things, like is like, I would prefer if you were shaven down there. Like fuck that guy. Fuck that person. Are you joking? Like you're hot. Like, they don't deserve you if that's how they're going to be. Like, that's so fucked. Um, Yeah, it's your choice. It's so your choice. And yes, be cleanly. Yes, take care of yourself. Like, yes, you know, maybe have a little shower before you go over. If it's like a booty call, you know, surely, you know, you'd want to do that for like your sake, their sake, everyone, you know, it's great. But at the end of the day, all those little things, like the things that are just your body and like body autonomy and the things that are like yours to choose like you know your hair um and then even things as well like your skin or your weight or things that like you know you don't even really choose mostly and um things to do with how you appear to that person don't worry about those things being perfect for sex like I even realized this recently that even with Sam and we've been together for like what three years now at least um yeah like three and a half years I literally sometimes he'll come home from work and if I've already like taken off my makeup and I've kind of like relaxed into myself for the day I'm less likely to want to have sex with him because I feel like oh I'm, I'm not like a sexy like I don't look as sexy um and it's interesting because I this is me guys I'm all over this shit I'm talking about this shit all the time like you think that I would be like you know, so confident. No, like everyone has moments like this. Everyone feels like this from time to time. And um, if you feel like this, just know that you are not alone and 
this is just so normal and such a human experience. Um, but when someone is literally penetrating you, um, they're not looking at your cute little rolls on your tummy. Okay. So just chill. <laughs> it's all going to be fine. You are beautiful. Like genuinely try to work through that. If that's something that you're dealing with, because the more you realize that you do it, the more you're able to like break it down. And then the more often you're going to feel like sexy and like want to have sex. And I think a lot of people think that they struggle with their libido. Um, and it's not that they actually struggle with like their hormones or their libido on like a health level, but they really just struggle with the ability to feel sexy because of all the bullshit lies that we hear within our society. And I feel like it's so important that we work through a lot of that, um, getting ourselves to a place where we are self-loving and getting to ourselves a place to, hello? Getting ourselves to a place where we like genuinely love how we are when we're just like raw and like no makeup and like frizzy ass hair and like, you know, sweatpants and all that shit. Like it's actually so hot and so fun. Um, but you have to get used to that over time and try to break down those barriers. And another tip about that actually quickly before we move on is tell your partner that you feel that way. Because I am so sure that they're going to be like, oh my God, no, I love you in sweatpants. Oh my God, no, I love, like, you know what Sam says to me? He's like, I hate when I come home and you're wearing makeup because you don't let me touch your face. Like, I can't like, I can't really hug you properly. Like you're sitting here with your face off of me when you hug me. Like it's like the least intimate thing in the world. Like he loves when I come home or he comes home and like, I'm like, chilling and I just like I'm just base level comfy me because like that's how he feels comfy with me because he knows I'm my comfiest and yeah so it's really really important to also tell the people that you're with so that they can encourage you um and just be honest with them that you feel that way because it can be a thing that they think oh you don't want to have sex with me but it's not sometimes that you don't want to have sex with them it's that you don't feel like they would want to have sex with you or you don't feel like sexy um and that's really important just to think about and like reflect on all right Number four, when the man comes, the sex is over. Oh my God. Okay. This one is the worst. I fucking hate this shit. When he comes and then he goes, I'm not saying that Sam does this because he absolutely does not, but this, this was a thing for me, you know, for a long time. He comes and then he goes, did you come? You know, and we see that shit in movies and like whatever all the time. What the fuck do you mean? Did I come? Um, not yet, bitch. Like, <laughs> we're not done. What do you mean? Like, I just, I don't like it. I hate it so much. It's so bad. And it really is just a clear example of how we prioritize male pleasure within our society and men getting the things that they want out of the situations that they're in and genuinely it being the norm to not prioritize female pleasure and any of the bullshit excuses of like oh because it's too hard or it's harder to make a woman come or it's blah 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 I do not give a fuck the point is that you care about the pleasure between the two of you and that you both experience pleasure. This doesn't mean that the woman or the vulva owner or whoever has to come. Nobody has to come. Sex can be whatever you want it to be. And the goal of sex isn't necessarily to come. But if you want to come, your partner should be aware of that and should be actively putting in effort and to make sure that you come, like they should be happy to set aside the time to learn what you like, to watch you do things to yourself, 
to teach them how to do that. They should be very happy, very confident to use a toy, to do anything that you want, obviously them consenting as well to this, but doing anything that you want to be able to experience that pleasure. And if for whatever reason, they don't want to do things to help you have pleasure because "Mm, it takes too long or you don't need to use a toy, you have me, babe, any of that bullshit, fuck that, okay? That person is not educated. That person is not prioritizing your pleasure yes you can to a certain extent go and sit there and educate them but you also like shouldn't have to like it's not your job at this point I think you know it's 2023 it's not really your job to educate all the men around you on how to be like decent people um if you want to fucking go for it and I do get that years of someone being a part of like a family that doesn't talk about sex or um, there being sexual trauma or there being um, a background where this person didn't have like anybody to tell them that these things are important. Yes, I agree that, okay, you can give that person some grace maybe. Um, And obviously if you're in a loving relationship with that person, I would understand that you would want to do that with them. But at the same time, it's also 2023 and like we have access these men they have access they have these resources if they wanted to know they could know it's like if he wanted to he would do you know what I mean so let's just be clear that if you want to come you should be feeling like you have the space to and time to come and that he cares that that's something that you want no it doesn't have to be the end result every single time And it's okay if you leave that experience and you're like, no, that was fun. That was pleasurable. Honestly, I don't really want to go through the whole emotion right now. Like, I'm just not here for it. I kind of just want to like chill. I had a good time. Don't worry about me. That's okay. You know, that's also okay. Um, And last point on this before we move on is please don't fake orgasms. Please don't fake orgasms because we're not doing that anymore for them. First of all, fuck their ego. Second of all, um, you're teaching them that you like what they're doing. (laughs) So if you are teaching them that, oh my God, that's what makes me come. Thanks, babe. You did such a good job today. Uh, No. Okay. Don't do that shit because what's he going to do next time? Or what's she going to do next time? They're going to do the same thing. They're literally going to do the exact same thing because they think that's what you like because you've taught them that that's what they like. And they're actually doing the right thing in that scenario. Like they are doing the right thing. And you are putting yourself into a situation where now you have to be like, hey, remember that thing you did last time? Either, you know, I actually don't like that and here's what I like, or I did like that, but I would like this a little bit differently. You're like, you have to like explain yourself and it's not worth it. So definitely do not fake orgasms ever because it does not help anybody in the situation and it's a waste of your time, you know? All right. Number five. Myth number five is that mainstream porn is a good representation of what most sex looks like. Obviously that's a myth. Obviously, porn is like a horrible representation of what sex is like, and we all know that, but we say we know it, you know what I mean? But we don't like know, know it. And the thing is, when we have a question about sex, like what feels good when you're with a woman, how to have sex with a woman, how to have sex with a man, how to masturbate, et cetera, et cetera, you know, we look to porn. And even if we don't think consciously like oh yeah I look to porn for it whatever a lot of the time the image that you have in your mind of what is good or bad comes back to porn so you still are looking to it even though you're not trying to do that um and this just creates so many layers of shit within like our relationships with sex with ourselves and with sex um especially like shame around masturbation there's this book that I read a while back and it's called 
ooh, what's it called? Greedy by Jen Winston. And I talk about it all the time because I love it. It's like her memoir on her bisexual journey. And she's just a fucking G. I love her. Um, she's also so funny. So go follow her on Instagram because she's really funny. I'll pop it in the uh, thing below for you. Um, and she talks about in her book how she used to grow up masturbating when she was younger. She would literally lay on her stomach when she would masturbate. And she like made this whole like chapter about how she just kind of looked like like a penguin or something like flopping around on her stomach and how she was like how am I ever gonna have sex with somebody because the way I masturbate the only way I'm able to have an orgasm is like I look crazy like this is so embarrassing and it's so funny because I related to that so hard and I think when I was younger I used to do kind of like a similar thing and then as I got older and I saw porn I used to think oh shit now I have to like sit like this now I have to do this now I need to look like this now I need to arch my back or now I need to like be naked or I need to you know do these things that I thought I needed to do because it needed to like look a certain way for it to be like real sex or like normal sex and anything that was outside of how it normally looks is you know unnatural and is bad um and it was just so interesting like I I feel like so many people could relate with that and so many people have had that experience where they feel like they've done something wrong or bad or just, you know, it's not right, whether that's alone masturbating or that's with a partner or whatever, you feel like it's wrong because you don't see it in porn. And so let's just, again, be aware of what kind of porn we're watching. Because if you're watching mainstream porn, you're more likely to have moments like that of shame where you think, oh, this is wrong. You know, this position with a man is wrong or having this type of sex with a woman is wrong or liking this um, thing like eating out or fingering or using a dildo with a partner even though he has a penis. That's wrong. You can't do that. All these things that we say are wrong and bad that we don't need to think are wrong or bad that maybe we just don't have an example of during porn it's important that we reflect on those things yeah and figure out what those things could be for us and then also just be aware of what kind of porn you're watching if you're watching porn all right now let's get into the bonus points here so bonus point number one myth technically number six (laughs) is that the presence of a hymen is a marker of virginity it breaks and that's it this is not true this is not fucking true. And I grew up in a Christian household, okay? I grew up as a sweet little Virgin Mary. Not actually. Uh, lol. Uh, but I was a Christian. And I used to think that your hymen was like this thing that literally just like popped, broke, whatever, one day. And then it was just all over. And this is really interesting because this is something that a lot of people believe. Like this is not, oh, this is like a little myth, but everyone like knows. No, no, no. Like a lot of people don't know that this is not true and that's not how it works. Think of the language that we use, like pop your cherry, okay? The verb pop. That could be really scary to a young girl, you know, to a young vulva haver who's like, um, I want to have sex one day, but I don't really want someone to like pop my shit. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's scary, you know? Or when people say it breaks, like break has negative connotation. Like, and also there's obviously a huge negative connotation going around the word virginity, quote unquote, losing your virginity and what that actually means, especially within the context of like religion um, or even just 
maybe, uh, what's the word, like more like conservative families and things like that, even if it's like non-religious. Um, but it's just so interesting that we've been taught that. So let me just quickly tell you what actually happens. So your hymen, I've said this in you know other episodes as well, but it is basically a like thin piece of skin, I guess you can call it. Um, and it does tear, it can tear. And a lot of people do get these tears the first time that they have sex. So they do have some blood that comes out. I personally didn't experience this, but a lot of people do. I was talking to my mom the other day about this on my on a FaceTime. And she was telling me the first time she had sex, it like really hurt and was telling me that she had that classic, you know, bleeds right away. It was really painful, that kind of situation. I didn't have that at all. Um, but I never inserted anything that would be like, penis size before that time I did use tampons I can say that um and I know there's a bunch of other ways that people can break their hymen like freaking riding a horse or like doing certain physical activities um there's a lot of ways that it can happen when it's not even painful and people don't even realize that it happens it can actually happen with a tampon as well but it is pretty uncommon just so you know so don't freak out if you're like wanting to use tampons and you haven't had sex before um but yeah I think this is really important that we really we know this because not only is this like oh you know that's crazy that this is a myth and this thing that we all believe but it's also used as a marker of virginity within so many religions like all around the world and like different cultures and all these things and it's really horrible and really sad and something that you should at least be aware of um that this happens around the world that people literally will be um, tortured or killed or whatever. Sorry, dark turn on this today's episode Um, that this can happen because women are being told that, oh, you don't have your hymens. You must not be a virgin. And they literally either are not born with it, which can happen, by the way, literally not born with it, or they broke it in another way or teared it, I should say, in another way. Um, And these horrible things happen to people all over the world. And you should be aware of this to understand why it is so important that we have correct information about sex within our culture. Because when we use verbiage like pop and break, that can create so much shame, fear, and pour those things into us and create this really horrible relationship between us and our relationship with sex. And yeah, it just shocks me. And when I first learned this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, How did I not know this? Like, who the fuck is telling us all this stuff? And it just made me so mad. And just like, it just reinstills why I'm so passionate about about talking about sexual wellness, you know, as much as I can on the different platforms that allow me to. Um, But yeah, it's it's really important. So if you want to do more research into that, feel free. Um, I've just finished reading Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And um, she talks about it in that book as well. So that would be a little recommendation for me. And I'll pop that below for you if you want to click through and um, link to that book. That book is also just really good, by the way, if you have any questions about sex. why you might have a low libido, why you might have a high libido, what to do if you and your partner have different libidos, um, like what to do about the questions about your body and how orgasm work and how to have good orgasms or how to orgasm in the first place. Like literally such an amazing resource. I literally think that everybody should read that book. So go and read that book. <laughs> All right. This is our last point. Bonus point number two. This is actually a really big one and I fucking love this one. I'm so happy that I'm including this in today's episode because this one is so huge. All right. Penetration is quote real sex and everything else is just foreplay. 
I believed this for years, years and years and years and years and years. And the reason I used to like be so firm on this too is because within like a Christian faith, losing your virginity before marriage is obviously a bad thing. And so in my mind, in like a lot of Christians' minds, you can do everything but have sex. So these people are fucking out here like having oral sex, like 69ing their shit, like doing all this stuff. Some Christian couples even having like anal sex because it's technically not quote unquote penis vagina sex, which is the only real sex. Obviously, you know, heterosexual bullshit, whatever. Like, It is wild to me that this is a thing and that I thought this for so, so, so long. Um, It's literally not true. It is not true. And especially when it comes to what we think, you know, real sex is, we think, oh, real sex, penetration, that's going to feel the most intimate. That's going to be, you know, if I give that to someone, that's going to feel like such a big deal. I can promise you right now that if you have oral sex with someone, that can also be a huge, like, transfer of emotions, of energy, of, like, intimacy. Like, it is so intimate. And personally, I'll say, I'm not going to argue that this is for a lot of people or anyone or whatever, anyone other but me, anyone other than me. Um, But I find oral sex to be extremely more intimate than penetrative sex. Um, Because it's like, holy shit, they're like faces up in my shit. Like, it's, it's like freaky. And like, I mean, it's great. But it's also like, it can be very scary. It can be very intimate, especially with a new partner, or if it's, you know, the first time you're doing it or whatever. And so, I just want to clarify and make sure that you know that there is no quote unquote real sex, you know, there, you know, any kind of sexual experience that you have with somebody is real sex. And yes, that can be between two women. Yes, that can be between two men or two non-binary people or whatever. It is all quote unquote real sex. And that's not even a thing. Okay, sex is sex. And um, don't think that you're protecting yourself from transferring you know these emotions or whatever because you're not having like penis vagina sex like that's lit trust me just trust me all right um yes you might feel like it is more of an intimate thing because it is like you are putting your parts into each other's parts like it, it is obviously intimate it is obviously like a very it can be a deep connection with somebody but it isn't necessarily the most um important or best version of sex or whatever. There's just so much when it comes to sex, so many things that you can do. Um, and penetration is literally just one of them. So yeah, that's it. Um, I think that's everything I want to say today. I'm really happy that I did today's episode because these are all things that I really wanted to talk about. And, um, you guys really liked the TikTok that I put out the other day about this. And so hopefully you enjoyed me going into it a little more in depth. And there you go. If you have any questions or you want to chat about anything that I talked about today, or you just liked today's episode and you want like more shit like this, Look, let me know. Please feel free to DM me any feedback, anything. I loves it, loves it, loves it. DM me. It's Alyssa Taylor Harper on Instagram. It's also that on TikTok. And I'm going to link that below for you if you want to go hit me up. Um, and then Facebook, we have a group called the She Said What Podcast group. 
So feel free to come find us over there. We just finished our book club where we read In the Flow by Alyssa VT, which is a book about cycle syncing. If you don't know what that is, go listen to my episodes about it. That shit will change your life, dead ass. Um, it's not something like I made up, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, it's <laughs> it's really cool. And just I've interviewed people on it and it's really, really amazing. So that's it. Thanks, guys. You rock. Thank you for listening today. And I will see you next Monday. Quick update, by the way, on this, I will say before I go, is that episodes are coming out every Monday right now. They have been for the last little bit. I think I'm going to keep doing Mondays. I think that's what's working um, for me and just how my life is fucking going right now. Um, and I'm going to be doing video podcasts soon, which I'm really excited about. And I literally am like creating a set, guys. Like I just painted a whole ass wall for y'all. So I can't wait for you to see my face <laughs> when I talk. And um, if you don't want to do that, just so you know, you can always just like close the app. And it's just going to be on Spotify for the meantime. We're going to try that and we're going to see if you like it. And if you like it, then we'll keep doing it. If you don't like it, then we'll do something different because it's all about you. Okay, I'm here for you. I love you. See you next time. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you listen. All that shit. I don't know. All right, bye.